Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of the Join Jessica XO brand, where I coach, speak, and influence women to improve their mindsets so they can become happier healthier, and more successful than ever before. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a series of pep talks that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, Well then, you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's dive in. Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Happy Monday. We are back here on the podcast, and I want to start by saying thank you so much for understanding that we had to take a very unexpected and unplanned week off from the podcast, y'all. Whatever's going around, it got your girl. And let me just say, February <laughs> February has not been it. February has not been the vibe. <laughs> February does not pass the vibe check. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. While it's a really exciting month because so many incredible things are happening, February has just not been it for me on a personal or professional level. We'll just put it that way. We are diving right in today with the life update that you were supposed to get on Friday over a week ago that I was not able to record because I got incredibly, incredibly sick. Probably, I would say the sickest I've been in a really long time. And I've had COVID four times and I did not have COVID, but whatever got to me, sheesh, it got to me. So we threw my bestie, her baby sprinkle because y'all, she had her third baby. By the time that you're hearing this, she has a brand new baby. We threw her her sprinkle on Sunday the 18th and it was amazing. It was so beautiful and so much fun. She had a really great time. She got some really incredible gifts. There were a lot of people there. We did the sprinkle at her house and there were probably... Mm, between 15 and 20 so people in her house, many of which brought their children and her boys were there. One of her boys was sick. Her kids are always sick. I feel like all kids are always sick. They go to the daycare at the gym. And I feel like every time they're there, they pick up some kind of bug. Um, anyways, I spent the night on Sunday, came home on Monday, immediately on Monday felt like something was a little bit off. I kind of always feel that way when I stay up there, though, because I sleep on the couch and I feel like I just never get the best night's sleep. So I'm like, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to worry about this. Come Tuesday, I feel my neck like starting to stiffen up. You know that feeling when you're getting ready to get sick? I don't know if that's how it happens for you. But for me, it always starts in my neck. I notice like just a little bit of stiffness and then I end up getting a sore throat. So Tuesday, I noticed some stiffness in my neck. Wednesday, I had stiffness in my neck and a little bit of a sore throat. I also had a dentist appointment to get a cavity filled. I haven't had a cavity in like a decade, so I didn't really remember what to expect. Not the most pleasurable experience. They like, I don't know if your dentist does this. They shoved this thing in my mouth to keep my mouth open. And it was my wisdom tooth all the way in the back. So my mouth was open so wide. 
So I already left there feeling uncomfortable. My neck was already stiff. Now my jaw is stiff. My mouth is sore. I'm like, all right, all of this could just be in my head. Like this could just be a coincidence because I'm also very much that way. When I know that people around me that I've been around are sick, I will like start convincing myself that I'm sick. Are you that way too? (laughs) Like, I hope I'm not crazy or a hypochondriac, but when I know people around me are sick, I start to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be sick too. And at this point, my best friend's husband had texted me and said, he was really sick. He had a really, really bad sore throat, incredibly run down. And her sister who was at the party had COVID. So I knew that people that had been at the party were getting sick. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to get sick. So Chris says to me, it's probably just in your head. Like, I think it's in your head. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's in my head. I knew I was feeling a little bit run down, but I'm like, okay, it's in my head. So I go to bed Wednesday night. I wake up Thursday with literally a sore throat from hell. When I tell you, it felt like I had a box of razor blades in my throat. I have never had a sore throat this bad in my whole entire life. And I have very enlarged tonsils. I was supposed to get my tonsils out when I was a kid, but my family, my mom couldn't afford for me to do it. She couldn't afford to take the time off. She couldn't afford it financially. So I didn't end up getting my tonsils out. So when I get sore throats, they're pretty painful because my tonsils are very, very large. This is the worst sore throat I've ever had in my whole entire life. And generally when I get a sore throat, there's some relief after like 24 hours. No, this thing persisted for like over 72 hours, incredibly painful. You know I'm sick if I say I want to go to the doctor and I literally wanted to go to the doctor. So... Thursday in bed all day, Friday in bed all day, Saturday in bed all day, Sunday in bed all day, yesterday was Monday, and I just started feeling a little bit human. So that's why we're back to work now, took some time off the podcast. When I went to the doctor, it was pretty much a waste of time. I was actually very, very surprised. So I had shared recently that I am establishing care with a new primary care physician, and I wasn't able to see her, who I had just seen for my physical. I really liked her. She was really, really thorough. I felt like she really took her time understanding me and like asking about me and how I was feeling and all of that. This doctor that I went to see when they, I was very gracious. It was very gracious of them. They fit me and I was super grateful for that. But I was really surprised this doctor didn't test me for anything. She didn't test me for COVID. She didn't test me for the flu. She didn't test me for strep. And I had basically said to her, well, I was at a party and I know that a couple of people there have strep throat and a couple of people there have COVID. And she was like, oh, well, did you test for COVID? I was surprised because anytime I'd gone to an urgent care, they would test me for COVID, but the doctor's office doesn't. I was really shocked by that. I did end up testing many times for COVID and it did not come back positive. And one of the reasons that I tested was because I couldn't really taste anything when I was eating. But I feel like that can also be a symptom when you just have a really sore throat and aren't feeling good. So free from COVID, doctor did give me a Z pack. She basically said she wasn't sure what was going on. She said, there's something nasty going around. (laughs) But she was like, not really sure what's going on. She was concerned at first about meningitis because of the stiffness of my neck and how much I was telling her my neck hurt, um, which really freaked me out because when I was in middle school, one of my friends actually passed away from meningitis unexpectedly. And that really freaked me out. But she ended up rolling that out and just said, don't know really what it is. Go home, get rest, drink fluids, um, take this antibiotic. Maybe it'll help you feel better. Maybe it won't. Not really sure. It might just need to pass. In normal circumstances, I probably wouldn't have even taken 
that antibiotic, but because of the circumstances with being responsible for taking care of my nephews starting tomorrow, I wanted to make sure that number one, if I had anything that was contagious, that I was taking that antibiotic to help it go away. And I wanted to get back to feeling better and was willing to do anything necessary to try and make that happen. So I am feeling, I would say probably 75 to 80% better other than getting through this podcast has been so difficult. Y'all, when I tell you I can sit down and record a 40 minute podcast without taking a break, without needing a sip of water, without needing anything. I have had to stop this podcast like literally every 30 seconds to clear my throat or to cough. And it is really, really, really annoying. So I apologize if any of that makes it into the episode. I'm cutting them out as I'm going along. But I know I'm not sounding my best and it's because I'm not at my best. But the thing is, even when you're not at your best, you can show up and give the best that you have in that current moment. And that is what I am doing. But last week, I just didn't have it. I did not have it. I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, no life update. I literally could not move from my bed Thursday or Friday. I felt like I was knocking on death's door and it was not very, very nice. So with that, I am feeling quite overwhelmed with life and getting back into the swing of things. Tomorrow on Exclusive Pep Talks, I have an episode coming for you guys on the four things that I do when I am feeling overwhelmed. I just recorded that this morning before this episode. It's a really, really good one. If you're not a part of Exclusive Pep Talks, you should be because there's just so much fire over there. Next week, we're going to be hitting our 100th episode over there, which is freaking wild. But what I want to really chat with you about today, just kind of some things that are going on in my life. We had the baby sprinkle. Baby is coming. Very excited about that. I'm certain I will share more updates with you after I get through um, my couple of days being nanny to my nephews. I'm feeling pretty sound about it. Like, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. My best friend did write out like five pages of instructions because that's just how she is. And I spend so much time up there. Like, I feel like I basically know what they do most of the time. The only hours that I'm not normally there is like after, like during their nap time, like right before their nap time and right after their nap time. Well, no, normally right after their nap time, I'm there when I'm up there. So it's normally just like between breakfast and them laying down for a nap that I haven't been there for like to watch her and see what's going on and help. So I think I'm going to be just fine. And tomorrow, Chris is going to be there with me and her in-laws are coming over. I'm going to be fully supported. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to get a little bit of work done while I'm up there because the idea of not working for another week is one of the things that's sending me into a little bit of a panic. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. But As always, I know I will get it done because that's just what I do. But I wanted to chat about getting back into routines after being sick and how to navigate the frustrations of feeling like you're losing momentum and you've lost momentum and you're digging yourself up out of a hole where you feel like, oh my gosh, I was just feeling so good and so amazing and so on top of the world and I was crushing it and I was killing it and I was in this good groove and all of my habits and routines, like I was doing so well and now I was taken out of that and I feel like I'm starting over. That can be really frustrating. I was certainly feeling... Like I said, February has not really been the best month, like not has not passed the vibe check, but... There have been areas of my life, especially with my fitness, that I feel like I've been on an upswing of like absolutely crushing it. And I feel like I've lost 
a good bit of that momentum. Yesterday was my first day back in the gym and we took it super easy, super light, just because I don't want to stress my body too much. I certainly don't want to experience any setbacks. I don't want to hurt myself or injure myself. So we're really taking it slow. But the week before I was literally on top of the world. Like I had some of the best sessions in the gym that I've probably ever had. And I just want to remind you that life is going to happen and there's truly no avoiding it. And I think that the sooner we can just embrace the setbacks and the challenges and we can stop being frustrated with them and we can stop getting angry at ourselves and blaming ourselves and being frustrated about the situation, the easier it is to just recognize this is a part of life, embrace it while it's happening, and then make the decision to pick yourself back up and keep going. What I don't want to see you do is use a setback as a reason to self-sabotage because a natural occurring setback, something that is going to happen in life, getting sick, family emergency, like things like that, they're going to happen and they're not avoidable. They're not things that you can do anything about. They're not things that you can avoid. They're not things that you can change that are going to happen. They're just things that are going to happen. You do not have to allow that, a setback, to become a reason for you to then step in and say, well, you know what? Things really aren't going my way. So I'm just going to sit here and sabotage myself, say, fuck it. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm going to make really poor choices because I've already experienced a setback. That is you choosing to set yourself back further. Anytime you experience a roadblock or a challenge in life, you're going to be a little bit frustrated. You're going to be a little bit annoyed. But that doesn't mean that you have to then step in and say, how do I make this situation worse? You guys have all heard the analogy. Everyone in the world, especially if you've ever been on a weight loss journey, has heard the analogy. You would not walk out to your car and see that you have a nail in your tire and your tire is low. We're not even going to say it's flat. It's low on air. And then you decide, well, you know what? This stupid freaking tire low on air, I'm going to go around to every other tire and slash it or pop a nail into it. You wouldn't do that. Do not make circumstances that were unavoidable worse by choosing actions and behaviors that are setting you back even further. It's really easy to want to do that because of the frustration that we meet ourselves with when we experience a setback or when we feel like we are dependent on momentum to keep us going. I've had this conversation so many times with clients are like, how do I get the momentum? How do I get the momentum? How do I stay in the momentum? How do I keep the momentum going? You're not always going to be in a place where you have massive momentum, but the only way to bring momentum back is to build it by doing, by taking action, by getting back into the swing of things. So anytime I experience a setback, much like I just had, I work my way back into doing all of the things that I was doing before I had the setback. And I trust that while right now, I feel like things are sluggishly slow, like could not move any slower if they wanted to, that's okay. Because eventually over time, it's going to pick up pace. And when it picks up pace, I'm going to build momentum. And when I build momentum, I'm going to feel better and I'm going to be back in the groove. And it's going to feel exactly like it did before I even got sick. And eventually I'm going to forget that I even got sick because this is just a tiny little blip in life. And I'm going to be back on the horse and back on track and back into the swing of things and have all of the momentum that I had before. But the only way that I get back to that place 
is by choosing to not step in and sabotage myself when it feels like things aren't going my way. How do you respond when things in life aren't going your way? It says a lot about you. And if I'm being honest, I used to be a person who threw massive, massive temper tantrums, acted like a two-year-old child when things didn't go my way, cried, freaked out, couldn't handle my emotions, felt like, you know what, fuck it, there's no point in doing anything because things never work out for me anyways. With that kind of attitude, you're never going to achieve the things that you want in life. But if you can recognize setbacks are a part of the process, success is not a linear journey, There are going to be highs, there are going to be lows, there are going to be ups, there are going to be downs. It's all a part of it. That happening does not mean that I need to now intervene and say, okay, things are bad. Let's make things worse. Okay, you always have that choice. The one exciting thing that I wanted to share with you on today's podcast episode, and I don't have a lot to say about it right now because I don't know a lot of the details, but my gym, the training center in Newark, Delaware, is hosting a powerlifting meet in August. And I'm so excited because my coach and I, we are doing it. I'm so freaking excited. You guys know I've been working on my big three lifts, my bench, my squat, and my deadlift. My squat still needs a lot of work. I'm getting ready to order a pair of, I think the brand is TYR or TRY. If you're a lifter, you probably know, uh, but they're lifter shoes that have like a I think it's close to a one inch like little heel in the back. They're basically like a drop. So your heel is up a little bit. The way I think my anatomy is set up, but also my mobility isn't the greatest in my ankles. And I've been working on all of that. But I think that the drop shoe is going to help me a lot with my squat because if we elevate my heels, my squats look really, really good. So I'm hoping that these shoes can kind of compensate for that. And as soon as we know exactly when the meet is going to be, we're going to start like reverse engineering things. And I'm really fucking nervous, but also really excited. I think it's going to be incredible. Even if I'm not in a position where I feel like I'm the strongest I could possibly be, it's like, you're probably never going to be there. Like you're, there's always going to be room for growth in everything that we do. And my mindset around it is the more experience I can gain being a part of doing meets, the more confident I'm going to be. And I want to get as much experience under my belt. I want to see if it's something that I really love and really enjoy. It might be. It might be something that I really want to compete in for a while and for years to come. Who knows? We'll see. I'm really excited about that. The other really exciting thing that I wanted to share with you guys is I got my first official speaking invitation for 2024. I am going to be sharing a talk in September in Atlantic City area, New Jersey. So I don't have all the details right now. I actually have to write my letter of acceptance that I'm going to be speaking there, my first paid speaking engagement of 2024, which is really exciting. I have a goal of five stages this year. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what other stages I will be speaking on. This is like a legitimate stage. (laughs) I'm so nervous and so excited. It's going to be really, really amazing. I also wanted to share on this episode some details about the conversation that I had with my dad. I kind of have been keeping you guys in the loop about what's been going on with him. And a couple of weeks ago, we navigated a really difficult conversation. But I think I'm going to save that for a separate episode, because not only do I want to talk to you about the experience, but I also want to talk to you about how to navigate hard conversations with people that you love in your life, especially people who may not always be receptive to your feelings and invalidate you. Um, Because that's something that I've experienced with my dad, where I feel like I'm often not heard, and my feelings are invalidated, and he's always right 
right and I'm always wrong. It can be really frustrating to have conversations like that with people when you feel like you're just kind of going in circles and you're not making any progress forward. So we're going to save that conversation for an episode um, on an upcoming Monday, likely. I will cover that. I'll talk to you about kind of what's been going on in our family dynamic. We actually made some progress forward in our last conversation. And I think my dad apologized for the first time in my life. And it was really, really nice to hear. And I think that we're at a point where we can resume as healthy of a father-daughter relationship as we are capable of having. And that makes me happy because as my dad is getting older, the last thing that I wanted was for all of the work that we've done in our relationship to fall to the wayside. And yeah, I'm glad we're going to save this because I can feel myself getting emotional. So on an upcoming episode on a Monday, I'll do an episode around navigating hard conversations. I'll fill you in on that and I'll give you just some guidance and support. If there's someone in your life that you want to navigate a really difficult conversation with, I'll share with you how I prepare to do so in my own life. Okay. So that is it for our life update. I'm now going to pack my bags and move out of my house for the foreseeable future and go take care of my nephews and welcome baby Bardwell number three. I cannot even believe it. I am so freaking excited to meet this new baby. Is there anything better than newborn babies? I don't know. I'm so happy. I love you guys so very much. A reminder, check out tomorrow's exclusive episode. If you're feeling overwhelmed in your life, I'm sharing with you four really simple things that you can do that will help you navigate through those feelings of overwhelm. You can subscribe to exclusive pep talks using the link in the show notes of this episode. You will get immediate access to 97, y'all, 97 bonus episodes. And we do a Zoom call every other month for hot seat coaching and support. So you can come and get your questions answered. Another really cool feature of exclusive pep talks is every other Friday, I answer your questions. You submit a question and I record an episode literally just for you. I would also love to ask if you have not already, if you would please leave a rating and review here on the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. It really helps new listeners find the show who are needing and craving pep talks, just like the ones that I deliver here every week. Okay. I love you guys to absolute pieces and I will chat with you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a rating and review on iTunes so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. I hope you know that your support in helping me grow the podcast this year, it means so much to me. If we aren't already connected on social media, head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram or join the join Jessica XO free Facebook community for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. Make sure you check out the show notes of today's episode for links to freebies, upcoming opportunities to work with me, and ways that we can stay connected outside of the podcast. I love you so much, and I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. In the meantime, go fuck this day up in the best way possible.